Okay, good morning everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is our opportunity to uh, to prepare ourselves for, for some potential trading opportunities um, over the course of the trading day. So you may be very familiar, yesterday was a very significant day, certainly for, for, US, for the US economy, uh, with inflation coming down and actually um, uh, marginally very marginally beating expectations but certainly uh, a major move uh, in the right direction uh, as far as we're concerned so now we we do have i suppose the final piece of the jigsaw uh, today with um with us ppi numbers that's input costs because they're looking like they're coming down quite nicely as well and we're going to close out the day with the fomc and it's very much expected now and built in that this um the, the FOMC will actually decide to uh, to perhaps pause rates. And this time yesterday, we still had, you know, we were certainly open to a rate hike. Um, but I think with the inflation numbers the way that they are, it, it's it's it'd probably be um, we'd probably suggest that the Fed will probably pause. Now, will they talk about this hawkish pause? Um, that that's very much up for debate. Uh, will they be proceeding with a rate hike next month? Um, there doesn't seem to be much reason for them to perhaps do that. Um, headline uh, core inflation is is still, you know, a little bit more problematic. Um, but headline inflation coming down nicely, and uh, as a result, we, we've well, we're going to start positioning ourselves into um, potential further upside. It, it it was almost the 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 final piece to the jigsaw is, is whether really inflation in the U.S. whether the the Fed have had a a big enough impact on inflation to actually really bring it down. And yesterday's figures looks like that's the case. So um, we we still need to be careful with you know tactical entries and things, but um, certainly we have a bit of a, a green light in, in many ways. Uh, please see our risk warning uh, currently up on screen. So um, we need to determine which markets to trade. So the US markets are getting a lot of our attention at the minute. Um, we then need to determine where do we want to enter those markets. And that's going to be really quite important, this this trade entry. And the reason why we say that is, is um, there's overwhelming sort of uh, upside bias and that generally makes us a little bit more on the concern side just purely because when the whole market is weighted in one direction um maybe we'll get a bit of manipulation to to reduce prices so we've got a we've got a very specific approach now to these to these particular financial markets and you'll see what i mean now in a second um 
with uh, trade entries, exits as well. Where do we place our stop loss is going to be really important. Uh, how do we manage risk? Uh, how do we manage these trade, hopefully to a successful outcome and trade psychology. So we adjust these considerations every day in our live trade rooms and we're strong advocates of being uh, consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital and, and be patient as well. Uh, all important features. Okay, so let's start with um, just a quick kind of review just to let you know where these numbers came in line with expectations. So we had a really sizable jobs number improvement uh, in, in, the, in the UK. So, um, you know, less people uh, claimed, uh, about 30 odd thousand people claimed less uh, than was, was was expected. People's wages are rising more than expected and the unemployment came down. So it probably just implies that the, the pound um, is still going to be, uh, we've still got really high inflation. As you can see for today's GDP numbers, month on month, um, you know, growth is, is very much slowing. So we've got this stagnating economy now uh, in the UK. So high inflation, uh, low growth. And it was looking for a while that, that the US might be in a different, might be heading down that particular road. And it looks like things have improved to such an extent over the last couple of months that actually um, the US looks to be in much better condition now at this stage. But this is the move here. The year on year headline rate coming down from 4.9 to 4%. We thought from five to two percent would be the the difficult part for uh, for the U.S. Uh, economy, um, and we've seen a sizable improvement um, very very quickly as well. So it's really core inflation that is still a little bit on the sticky side, and this could still lead the Fed to um, to raising rates. You know, just to sort of see if we get core inflation down as well. Now, don't want to overly kind of confuse things too much, but if we look at the, the bond markets and uh, the fact that we've got inverted yield curve, I mean, that's one thing that just implies that a recession is coming down the line. But we have been three months away from a recession now for, I suppose, the best part of two years. We just haven't, we just haven't technically seen any recession just yet. Um, and what's sort of confusing the situation as well is the fact that we keep seeing an uptick in bond yields. So this is just, um, I suppose, a measure of, of, you know, mounting risk really for these financial markets. Um, however, I think it's fair to say over the last few weeks, um, the markets have traded through uh, this mounting risk really quite impressively. So it, we seem to be ignoring uh, what's going on in, in the bond markets at the minute because they are ticking higher and the inversion, which is the difference between the, the two year and the 10 year um, is increasing. So yesterday it was around 70 basis points. Uh, today now we are um, 85 basis points. We were between 70 and 75 yesterday, and now we've increased that um, yield inversion. So that just ordinarily, we'd be looking for um, some selling opportunities across the equity markets. So we still have this 
kind of mixed signal backdrop, which is uh, which is making us a little bit more uncomfortable than we what we would like to be. Uh, but nonetheless, we still have a particular outlook of these markets, and we look to get into these. So, the second major news event for the U.S. economy is today's PPI numbers coming in uh, month on month. Um, PPI looking to improve quite considerably headline and uh, but core still a little bit on the sticky side but it does look like we are making improvements in that respect and then all eyes will be on today's federal funds rate rate decision and it really does look now as if the fed have a green light to pause and um, it does look like that that would be the um the favored approach from these markets and we do know that Jerome Powell's Fed, you know, they don't like to shock and surprise markets, whereas other central bankers, you know, would be looking to do that. Um, so the, the, the problem we've got is if we look at these equity markets, you know, they're, they're pretty elevated already. And will, um, and if we have these prices ticking over, then it does potentially add to the, um, it potentially adds to the inflation narrative with you know asset prices squeezing higher um so i'm sure the fed won't be too pleased with this upward movement so if they did raise rates it would be to probably correct these markets um and it's just a, it's just a tough call will they want to inflict further pain on an economy that probably doesn't need doesn't need any further rate hikes for now. They, they may very well do, you know, a few months down the line, things might change. Especially if inflation starts to tick, you know, higher. Um, but they have done a, a pretty impressive job on that inflation number. Um, a lot of our analysis consisted of, you know, inflation becoming really quite, quite difficult to get down. You know, to get back to two and three percent um but we're, we're not too far away now four percent so uh a little bit more work to be done but it looks like we're pretty much there so us indices we have uh, an upward bias um i suppose from a psychological perspective now the difficulty we've got with these markets is that the whole market is looking to buy these markets now um there seems to be uh, a huge um bias shift those that were previously nervous perhaps like ourselves to the upside are now probably saying okay well we can now start getting into these and we feel like we've got you know a little bit more wind in ourselves um and that's what makes us nervous because you know these markets can be heavily manipulated so we do have a bit of a strategy to to adopt to these markets and that's really the fact that we do want to be making decisions around slightly bigger time frames and we'll be looking to trade you know strong pullbacks in these markets so just just as an example the s p 500 we're already in it to the upside but if we get a rollover back down to 14672 uh, we'd be looking to buy around major levels of potential support uh, on slightly bigger time frames um, I think the, the information that you get off the 15 minute and the five minute will probably be a little bit 
um, it'd be a little bit too too narrow. So getting that overview will be important now and um, looking to buy on very significant pullback moves. So not looking for the you know short-term sell trade now, but looking to buy at a lower price. And that's what we're going to try and implement. Um, and, and the psychology of these markets will, will, will come to the fore. So US indices, we expect further upside. We will look to get in on, on a bit of a pullback if we get those opportunities to do so. Uh, the FTSE, uh, two or three days of really kind of unproductive price action. So um, we'll have a look at the dollar and the, the pound in just a second. Uh, the DAX, we've, we've now broken to the upside, reversing a little bit today. But if we just zoom out, we're, you'd be forgiven for, for, for taking a pause on the DAX. Um, So it's the it's the Nikkei that has been the it's been the flyer in these markets. The Nikkei and the U.S. indices have been absolutely kind of skyrocketing. Now again, we'll have a look at the yen. We'll see how the yen's performing because um, it's continuing to weaken further, and that's an important feature uh, for the the Nikkei. Um, you know, what goes up will have to come down at some point. So this is our position on the yen. Uh, we've got the BOJ on Friday. Is that, um, you know, a corrective move in the Japanese yen? Okay, it will be a secondary trend trade. Um, so it's not um, it's not without its risks. But certainly um, we're seeing this largely due to the depreciation of the Japanese yen. Um, and when the yen starts to strengthen, you'll see the, uh, the the Nikkei more than likely start to roll over to the downside. But the new governor of the central bank of, of Japan uh, is very, very accommodative still, um, ordering a review, but for now is not really giving that much away. So um, the Nikkei is, is, is rallying exponentially. Bitcoin, just as a commentary, we're down at these lower levels. Um, you know, that the the fact that there was a period of time where the where Bitcoin um, was correlated with the US indices, the US indices were pushing higher with Bitcoin as as rightly so been rolling over to the downside. So it's kind of hard to 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 make that case really at this point. So indices higher, that's pretty much our, our, our overview. And um, we've got US oil potentially finding a little bit of a bid down at these lower levels. Um, the, 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 there's a lot of talk now in, in the oil markets that um, actually demand could be hit by as much as 3 million barrels per day. That puts um, OPEC's one million barrel per day cut into perspective, meaning that there's probably um, two or three more million barrels per day to come out in order for the for OPEC to see, you know, prices up at sort of 75 dollars $80, now. So, and and a lot of that is is Chinese driven demand. So, if the Chinese government stimulate the, the Chinese economy, that will 
probably add to to the demand for oil but currently it's it's, it's relatively suppressed so um interesting to see the response in in gold yesterday so that sort of risk on market condition we saw a really strong rollover we we actually broke the, the daily highs uh, before rolling back over to the downside so we're in this really narrowing it's a descending triangle really isn't it um so we can uh certainly break out to the downside might be uh, a sell trade worth looking at so moving on to the dollar this is the other sort of part of the equation is what's likely to happen with the dollar um so we're going to we certainly have a bias to the upside for the dollar. So looking at these pullback opportunities in and around strong levels of potential support is probably what we're gonna try and, and, and trade. And um, the pound is just in this little sideways pattern, as you can see. Yesterday, really bullish move. And uh, it was just a shame we were in that two days ago that and the, and the, the, the dollar Swiss as well. Uh, to the downside so it's slowly making progress um we do have technical highs in here to be to be mindful of and you can if you if you step back over the last few months you can see since march we're, we're making very very slow progress to the upside it's nothing um dollar yen it looks like you know further dollar strength could very much be in the pipeline on the daily time frame you'd probably need a bit of a, a pullback into the 137.78 level um otherwise you'd be sort of buying the breakout to the upside above the monthly highs which is not necessarily a problem but um, a downside move still for the dollar uh, Swiss is, is still potentially in the pipeline. So we spoke an awful lot about this dollar CAD over the last week or so. Um, below this monthly low, below the 130.300 would be kind of an interesting move, especially with um, oil prices pushing a little bit higher. Um, you can you can see that the prolonged period you know we haven't made much progress since february in the aussie dollar so and this is sort of feeding into that sort of strange narrative at the moment where we don't really have a proper correlation between the indices to the upside and a weakening dollar um, and that's that risk on trade where that's what we'd expect to see and an unwinding of the dollar strength that we saw for the majority of last year. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of reluctant to sell off. So it seems currently at uh, euro pound, um, there might be a further downside move. Um, if you zoom out of this market, you'll kind of see the short term downside bias we're, we're currently at, at significant lows so you know we're probably likely to get further downside it's really for us now a case of which markets we want to trade um and the 
yen weakness as well for now um but we're just mindful of friday's price action because all of that could change really quite considerably so we've still got risk on market conditions we're just going to um edit our trade plan guys and then we'll switch rooms if that's okay so our trade plan today uh Continuing risk on market conditions, we're looking for potential further dollar weakness. Um, what I shall do is I think we can remove the short term nature of this move. We were a little bit concerned this time yesterday. Um, with the inflation numbers coming in, you know, improving on expectations, we were uh, so we had this um, U.S. indices strength and dollar weakness sort of potential. We will kind of keep talking and things could change going into these CPI numbers. We've now got a bit of a green light for, for these types of trades and that's indices to the upside, um, dollar weakness and um, further yen weakness as well. So markets like the pound yen to the upside. So be, be mindful of U.S. inflation FOMC news events um today so today's about ppi yesterday was about cpi the consumer was yesterday the producers are today um and then note our, our trade frequency is not um it's not as as uh we're not getting into as many trades as as kind of what we regard as kind of normal conditions but you'll see in our trades in our trading room in a minute that we're going to develop a, a very specific type of trading plan for these particular markets and i think that is what's really necessary at this point so um so do bear that in mind <clears throat> and, tra and trade size is still on the lower side so we'll be looking to change that in due course so okay um, on that note we seem to be shifting towards this risk on um, market condition um, so we're looking at indices higher and dollar lower. Um, those bond yields are really plaguing us because they're, they look like they're pushing higher. Um, and we'll see what happens with commodities because they look like they're rolling over to the downside. So we've still got this mixed narrative to kind of focus on. So look, on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, do appreciate it. Um, and uh, we've, we're going to sort of be looking to apply a very specific plan to these markets now at this stage. So... Um, we're not going to be so, so eager to, to buy the highs um, because we, we are up at extended levels. So when we get those pullback moves into important levels of support, we'll be looking to execute trades at that point. So uh, we'll explain more in detail now in just a second. Thanks very much for joining us. We, we do trade live from 8 a.m. every morning uh, for the European session and again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session. So uh, for more information, just um, go to the live trading.com for everyone here. Take care and speak to you soon. Bye for now.